Good afternoon, mail-in listeners, mail-in crew, far and wide. You're listening from United States, Canada, Mexico, any of the continents out there. I'm your host, Brett Merriman. To my right, the lovely oatmeal sweatered up, or maybe it's camel? I think it's more camel. Sally DeFries. Do you think we have listeners on Antarctica? No, I don't. There's not too many. I mean... I'm sure there's people listening to podcasts there, but just statistically, I don't. I don't think we we reach there. I'm trying to see your face, so I don't have to look through a wire. You you go. don't think that they're clued into the Wash Network? Uh, I on- bet you. I bet you somebody has listened to a Washed podcast on every continent but Antarctica. Is my guess. I would love to see the stats on that. Is there any way of confirming any of that? <laughs> I don't think not. Well. Yeah, maybe. I can look into the back end. Randy, do you do you think that's possible? If you if you listen to a Wash podcast and you live on a continent that's not North America, let us know. We would like It's definitely I mean like vacation counts. I know people have listened on vacation in maybe Chile, skiing the the Andes. Sure. Floating the River Amazon, listening to Washed. Can you float the the Amazon River? <laughs> I think you can go. Uh, you can't really float it. You can do it with this with sticks like, or mo- motors because it goes it goes towards the ocean. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're like getting a straight up inner tube on the Amazonian. Oh no, no, river. no, I don't. I mean, I mean, sail it. You need to navigate the Amazon River. Yeah, I, I'm just saying you're not like floating it like you're floating <laughs> like you're like, Randy in San Marcos. <laughs> correct. Like I'm pretty sure an anaconda would like. Just absolutely eat you. You just probably. come around the bend, and there's like there's like wall to wall flotations and hammered like, coeds. Yeah, that just what? getting taken by like random wildlife. Yeah, you know, like have you ever heard of a capybara? Uh huh. It's like the cute large rat looking thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it just solely exists to be devoured by anacondas. Yeah, it's like their number one food source. Their food, yeah. yeah. Anacondas are scary, man. Three-foot snakes. I like. I kind of don't want to go to the Amazon rainforest. I wouldn't do well. Based on my recent three days in Mexico, where I came back with what feels like Giardia, I, I don't know if I'm built yeah, for I, it. Yeah, I'm definitely not. I would want to do like an ayahuasca retreat, but... Did they... They told me when we went to Tennessee last weekend that that technically wherever we were, like in the Smoky Mountains, was technically a rainforest oh yeah that's cool i think rainforest they just... have the largest population of salamanders interesting what kind of salamanders? like like they have tons of species of salamanders. no shit yeah i wouldn't put that in the middle of the smoke don't you feel like salamanders like belong more in a tropical environment yeah if you're like gun to my head where would but i, I find don't know salamander? anything about salamanders so like why would i say that i think i just assume salamanders are like lizards we had uh newts growing up are you familiar with like red f's e-f-t-s i know what a newt is yeah we had a bunch of newts so we would go uh exploring on our steve Irwin grind and my neighborhood we had like ponds and rivers and swamps and stuff and we'd go back and catch frogs and release them or bring them back and have them live in our backyard and like an enclosure until they just all of them escaped so we would have newts and frogs and garter snakes um saw copperheads all over the place don't touch those because they're gonna get you but yeah that's uh, no salamanders though unfortunately yeah do you have a friend who had like a snake growing up uh no i wouldn't have been friends with that person you're not a snake not a snake person. Not a snake adjacent. I did person. have friends who had ferrets. Oh, yeah, that's a oh. real weird, like there's, household pet to have. 
I had friends with like there's obviously your tier one pets, which are I would put dodge cats, uh, fish. Like if you have a fish, I don't think it's weird. weird. Tier two is you're getting into birds. I don't snakes. even think of a fish as a pet though. I mean, they're just like there. You barely have to do anything to keep them alive. You're not wrong, but like I've said, there's people out there with like fifty gallon fish tanks that are like part of their. Like, I feel like that was a big thing in the '90s. You have a big ass fish tank. I'm gonna just take a little turn here. Oh boy. <laughs> we freshman year, every single person's birthday, we just gave them a beta fish. Is that the like the Japanese fighting fish? Yeah, the yeah. ones that just like live through everything. They they don't need like anything in their little. It's like literally a bowl of water. Yeah, that's it. They yeah. like lived like the saddest existence. But they, uh, <laughs> we gave one to my friend Allegra, and then she was. Did moving. she have allergies? No, she was moving. She lives in L.A. And so she was going back to L.A. for the summer. And she was uh, like, I'm not taking this thing with me. So we just flushed it down the toilet. Live? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She oh did. God. I did not do that. But she was like, does anybody want this fish? And we were all like, no, I don't want your fucking fish. Oh, my God. So she just <laughs> flushed it. I had uh, I had two leopard geckos growing up. I thought those were so cool. Did you you know what leopard geckos oh, are? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, one, and then I went to I went to I had them through high school, honestly, and I went to college, and I was like, "Dad, what am I doing like with my leopard geckos?" And he's like, "Well, what are you gonna do with leopard geckos?" And I was like, "I'm gonna have to like give them to somebody." Or and he's like, "That can you just release them in the wild?" I think we released them with the idea of like, "Hey, be free." You're gonna die. Soon. You're gonna die soon, but they were super. I don't know. I, I'm sorry. Did you have pets like that? I, I had a lot. I pretty much had most like Randy gives out that he pets. had a snake vibe. Never had a snake, but we what? had. Okay. But when we you say had, you had the most diverse pet group. What yes. did you have? Uh, we had a cat. We had parakeets. We had mice. We had hamsters. So you had we had two had of hermit them? crabs. Did you we ever had, have a guinea pig? Never had a guinea pig. My brother was allergic to guinea pigs. So how, did he how find do you find out? that he out? He went over to, to a pigs. friend's house that had, his older sister had a guinea pig and like his face like puffed up and everything. Okay. So just okay. Kind of okay. There. Uh, what you else? Say you, you say a hermit crab? Her, hermit crabs. We had. Uh, did you draw on their shells? They no, they already were pre-drawn on and stuff. Okay. But like all that. I always what thought up? that was mean. We had uh, we had frogs. We had me and my brother's really big into. Raising insects too. So, like, did you have a tarantula? Never had a tarantula, but praying mantises, butterflies, moss. Like, you caught them and then put them in a tank, or you bought them? We, we caught them and then, like, so uh, Randy just straight yeah. had a terrarium yeah. in his bedroom. Right. Yeah. Randy's bedroom looked stuff. like uh, the, the, they were uh, all the same time. They're like Jurassic Park, no, like it was science just, lab. Your, your room is a, like basically a greenhouse you walk into. It's just full of animals, like you're in Jumanji. Pretty much. It's now he's yeah. a plant dad. He has all the plants in the world. You, Randy just, he, he wants to, you want to live in the woods. You want to live like uh, in a, but with like yeah. plumbing. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just love nature. So hey, sue me. I love nature. No, you're you're right. Did you ever? Was it like a self-sustaining loop where you would grow insects to feed to your other animals? Feed your- no, no. I was just telling Will at lunch that when like in my like 40s or 50s, I could definitely see me getting into beekeeping as a hobby. Oh yeah, like David and, Beckham. And then that's like a whole like all my hobbies in one. I could just garden the flowers, keep yeah. the bees, and then harvest the honey to make mead. Like that. That sounds perfect to me. But I'm into it. Randy has just uh, let. I that's actually was like very terrified of bees growing up because of my girl. Oh yeah, because somebody dies, right? Yeah, the bee thing. 
And I uh, now think that beekeeping is actually pretty dope. Like, I, mostly after I saw the the Beckham documentary, yeah. and saw David Beckham doing it, I was like, okay. Bees, I feel like if you board. have a lot of them together and and they're in their like bee environment, they don't really sting. Well, like, you have the like, thing they, on too. Yeah, you've got like, the whole beekeeper suit suit, and you've got yeah. the the face net on. Randy, there's a uh, a meadery. In Tomball, Texas. There's one in Seguin that's like 45 oh, yeah. minutes away. There's a, It's part of also a winery, Blue Owl Winery. It's Texas Mead Works. Blue Owl is tough, huh? Uh, that's a tough little blue, blue, blue owl. owl. Yeah. Jared and I always talked about going and then he Oh, moved. the Blue Owl? Um a winery like has oh, a, I was has thinking a of the Blue Owl beer. Is it, does he like oh, wait, maybe it's not Blue Owl because Blue Owl is a beer. It's yeah. a brewery. Maybe it's a different blue something. Hey, speaking of Seguin. Your girl's getting a new car today. Will was Whoa. Yeah. Let's fucking We are going to have to start this podcast eventually. <laughs> no, you know what? I think we're just, we're in like a morning radio mood. Like we're just vibing. So like anybody want to call in and we'll, we'll talk about your love life problems? Getting my new lease. Getting a Tahoe. Wow. From Seguin Let me Chevy, upgrade baby. you. Yeah. I did like your old car. Or your I do love car, my car. It's, it's, it's being your two kids. Retired and, tomorrow. Yeah. R.I.P. GLC. Uh, yeah, we're going Tahoe, baby. I love it. Blue Lotus I love it. Winery, not Blue Owl. Blue, Blue, Blue Owl Lotus. is a brewery. Is a brewery. Right. Okay. Yes. Oh, the Blue Lotus. 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 Blue Lotus. Okay. Are you excited about your your new Tahoe? Yeah. Is it going to be like who gets who gets what? You, here's the thing. I think that there's a chance, a big chance that I drive Will's car. I take over Will's car, and Will takes his Tahoe. Okay. I was gonna say we're both on the lease. Based on uh, sourcing, I won't I won't say who. There's talk of the Tahoe being a, a, in our parking lot. Yeah, a lot. I won't say who's told me that, but Will has told you that. I'm not. I don't reveal well, sources. Well, like our commutes are pretty much identical. Mm-hmm. I but I think okay. I don't know. It probably makes it's, more sense for me to take. It. His I feel car. like it ends up being which which car. Is going to be more accessible for like family time, and you don't have to yeah. swap out car seat. I mean, are you going to have four car seats, or you're just going to like? Oh, we have four car seats. Okay, yeah. okay, so that's not a huge deal. Yeah, um, yeah. I I don't I don't know if it matters. It's like it doesn't matter a ton. Yeah. Right. And if you want to take the whip one day and just yeah, oh, yeah, it's not like you have a CD collection that you have to transfer over. No, I'm we're going back to exclusively cassette tapes. Cassette tapes. Book on, remember books on tape? You just pop in your car. Yeah. And no, Will your mom would be like, okay, cover me, your ears for this scene. Will sent me a freaking Etsy listing for a cassette tape for some Dead & Co. Sh- like show. And I was like. He's in deep, man. He's, he's so in deep. And he was like, this is a great stocking stuffer idea. And I was like, okay. And I was like, do I also need to get you a, like a Walkman <laughs> to play it on? Like, yeah. Do you have the hardware for this? Do you have like a cassette tape player? Like, oh my God. No, he'll just come to me and ask me all that. No, he's definitely going to, Randy, because like, I already so bought I... him like the other thing so he can like listen to his record player like with headphones. That... Trust, yeah, trust me. We we had a long like 10 minute discussion, 15 minute discussion about like how he could actually. I'm like play gonna all have this to like I, I like figure equipment. out how to do eight tracks after this. I'm like, this is too much. I have uh I've followed him into the record player world. I've heard. Shouts to my sister who got me a fucking record player for Christmas. That's She's awesome. the best. Um, have you gotten her anything? Well, I I did, and now I have to like. You have to up it now. Now, yeah, my budget has changed mm-hmm. based on her uh, gift. So, shouts to Amazon for coming in clutch there. 
Um, she interested in a pizza stone? Yeah. Does she want? No, she she owns the pizzas. They're in our garage. Well, Dud, gotta get them for the Dudleys. For the Dudleys? Yeah. Should I get them a pizza stone? I have to. I just have to transport. It's it's a bitch to transport. They want, I'm gonna just start slinging. Yeah, they're heavy and they break easily, and you can't like. I've sent multiple things now in the mail that have shattered candles, this and that. Yeah. Uh, I, I have never tried to send a pizza stone. Maybe I could carry it on the plane with me, but it's just, uh, it's annoying. Anyway, I don't know where I was going. Should but, we oh, start this podcast? No, we should, we should talk in? about no, records. No, we're still doing morning Because, <laughs> because Will has got me into the record world. Uh-huh. And that's, I can see how that becomes expensive very Im- immediately. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, well, you need this, and then you need that, then the speakers, and then the cassette, or the uh, the the records themselves and it's like well you want the nice one so i got the you don't want the vince quality trio normal thing you want the gold leaf one so we just got the gold leaf one for our nanny uh, will was inspired he saw my gold leaf yeah one. well sally you might be wondering what is the mail-in we do our best to answer your questions <laughs> get a laugh and maybe you'll walk away with something useful First question, Brett. Randy's like over like this. this. Oh, oh, look, oh. Look, at, look at producer Randy tries to take Randy's over. Randy's got to do then, something in like 45 minutes and he's forcing <laughs> us to move on. Yeah, and then his whole thing falls apart. We can't see the clock timer anymore. Just oh. read the first question. I'll figure it Here out. Here we go, Sal. Hey, y'all. This one's for Sally. I'm planning on doing whole 30 for January. What is your best advice or tips for making it the whole month? Thanks in advance. Love the pod. Okay, uh, Whole30 in January is actually decently easy because a lot of people are already doing sober January. What are the tenants of Whole30, just real quick? Tenants of Whole30 are uh, basically an elimination, quote, diet, but Whole30 people will tell you it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle, (laughs) obviously. TM. Uh, No alcohol, no grains, no dairy. Out. No legumes. Uh and alcohol, grains, dairy, alcohol, legumes. bread, cheese. Um, pretty much it. Rot. Yeah. Okay. I think that's it. No sugar, like added sugar or anything. So you you can eat like any whole food basically. Okay. Besides like corn. Uh what's wrong with corn? Because it's like a grain technically. Oh. Uh Damn, or man. you can't have like um beans because okay. that's a legume. No problem. No problem. Um, but you can have you like have nuts, like nuts. You can legumes? have uh, nuts. Okay. So like you know any any meat, uh, any um, fish, veggies, fish, veggies, fruit, sure, nuts, um, eggs, rice, no rice, a, grain. grain, golly, um, but and then the whole thing is like you know you you need to be like if you're having something that's not like a whole food that you're having, you just no added sugar, so the ingredients have to be pretty clean. Sure, that makes sense. Um. So here's my top tips. Number one, um, I would go ahead and follow on Instagram Whole30 slash Whole30 Recipes. They have a lot of resources, and it's changed, like, immensely. Like, I used to do it a lot. I haven't done it in a while. I probably should do it. Uh, But when I first did it in 2016, it was, like, you know, real bare bones. Now there's, like, so many – brands and things like that that are Whole30 approved. So if you get on the Whole30 website, there's tons of stuff. And usually a lot of people do it in January. Mm -hmm. So if you sign up for their alerts and stuff, it's like a good way to get support without having to do much. Gotcha. Uh, And then I would follow a couple of people who are big Whole30 recipe people because that's how I like made the most of my food. Um, No crumbs left. 
Terry, uh, Alex from Define Dish, and then Ronnie from um, Primal Jersey Gourmet. Shroud. Primal Gourmet is like one of my favorite food Instagrams because he just like does these like really satisfying looking like knife videos where he's like chopping things. Is he like a horny guy too where he like fingers the fish and like no, does that? No, like, no, have no. you he's seen like those though? So You're just wholesome. like, come on, dude. So Ronnie has like a really interesting yeah. story where he used to be like very obese and now he's just oh, like yeah. this like fit dude who like is married to this like lady and he just makes great looking food he, and he's bald and he like just enjoys the hell out of it and he always like plays like Buena Vista Social Club like as the background of like okay. all of his videos I really enjoy it okay but that's so find a couple people on Instagram and then like really just talk about some like essentials like keep it simple the first week until you like want to get a little adventurous, like have eggs every morning, have coffee with, you know, whatever your non-dairy creamer is. It doesn't have anything added. Like nut pods is really easy. Uh, and then like I have just protein that's like in your, in your fridge ready to go. So like chicken, yeah. b ground beef, whatever, mm -hmm. like some of the easiest meals. Cause I think the biggest issue with whole 30 slash anytime you're doing one of these elimination diets is you're like, you like panic and you're like, what can I eat? And you feel like you need to make these recipes. Like all you really need to do is like, I think Melissa Urban who started Whole30 like says she's just like ground beef on shit. And so she will just mm -hmm. like make roasted vegetables with like a sweet potato and then like put ground beef on it. And that's it. Yeah, like that's I, the whole meal. I would I would hammer like lettuce wraps. Yeah. Just be like, okay, my, my vehicles have gone from uh, a piece of bread or mm -hmm. a bed of rice perhaps to right. think like greens that can hold my soy. We did like beef, Will and I, every time we thing. do it, we end up hammering like the same four or five recipes. That's what I would have to again. do. Yeah. Until you get a little more adventurous. And it, it seems like it's like very boring, but you do the one nice thing. This is with any elimination kind of diet. is like you hit a point probably about two weeks in where your body has like no toxins in it and you like are eating so anti-inflammatory that like you just are this like high you're like i'm never gonna not eat like this mm -hmm. and you don't realize that like you've just been like trashing your body with alcohol and like milk for decades at this point yeah decades um but the monotony of it gets really boring sure so hey. you've got to figure out ways that's the same thing with dry january so people are going to try to do dry january like props to you i'm probably not going to do it yeah 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 Last year I was like going to do it and then I got pregnant and I was like, that was a bummer because I went like dry for a whole, you know, 10 months. Yeah. Dry year. Dry year. Uh, so when you're doing anything like this, especially in January, like find activities to do and find people who are like so many of our activities are like going out and grabbing a coffee or grabbing a drink or grabbing a meal. And that's hard to do when you're on Whole30. So do the research before and kind of figure out what you can and can't eat. Yeah. Um, same thing with dry January. It's like find activities to do that are like go on a walk with your friends or if it's like freezing cold out, mm -hmm. like invite friends over to like play Settlers Catan. I don't know what sure. you want to do. Yeah, but yeah. like something that's going to be not drinking based Yeah, because that is the issue with dry January. I think you just like two weeks in, you're like, I am so bored. Like, Well, to, and I think with drinking too, half, half of like if you go out, you know, you're like, oh, let's go to West 6th. Like, get something in your hand, like mm -hmm. a vodka, just, you know, not a vodka, or uh, just like a, yeah, like a soda and a lime, ginger ale kind of thing. And just, just, have, hold just it. have something to hold yeah. and like sip on. Yeah. Cause that's like, I mean, it's not time, even the drinking. It's yeah, just like it, literally holding something. Yeah. It, the, uh, what is it, what is it called? The, 
It's like when you have a cigarette in your lip. Occupying your hands. Something, yeah. yeah. Some, some word for it. But um, I think I'm going to do a little reset. A little yeah. January reset. Maybe not like full ass, whole like 30. Maybe like two weeks worth, you know? I, I ski trip at the end of January. So it'll be like January 2nd to the last week of January. Like a three week, a whole 33 week. I think, um, I think any time in January is like a great time to do it because a lot of people are doing it. But I remember mm-hmm. one time we were doing Whole30 and our friends who lived in New York were also doing it, a couple. They lived on the Upper East Side. And we were both, like all four of us were texting me like we're so bored. And for some reason that January mm-hmm. in Austin was really cold. So we like really didn't have a lot to do because here you're like, okay, I'm not drinking. Like we'll go walk the trailer. Yeah. Be yeah. outside. And it was really cold and like rainy. And <laughs> my friend texted me and was like, we literally came down to Brooklyn to get coffee today because we were so bored out of our minds. We like took the train to Brooklyn. Oh my god! To get a coffee like on a Saturday, and then just like walked around Brooklyn for like forty five minutes, and then went back to her apartment. Yeah, yeah, that's what she does. <laughs> she's like, it's so cold, and there's nothing to do besides like hole up in like a tavern and like have a like a stout and like. We yeah, can't do it's that. One of my favorite well, things in the world. Welcome to the Midwest yeah, for six months out of the yeah, year. Yeah, she's is, like, this is miserable. Cause like, so that's the biggest thing about any time you're doing a dry month or an elimination diet, like find activities to do. Yeah. Or you, the boredom will kill you and right. the boredom will be what breaks you. It won't even be that you're like, I'm hungry. And it's like whole 30, you never really feel like you're that hungry because there's no like protein, limit like of like crazy, what yeah. you can have. Right. That's within the diet. Like you can eat as much as you want of like protein and things like that. Mm -hmm. But it's the boredom. It's the boredom that will kill you. Yeah. So maybe a dumb question, but the 30 and whole 30 stands for you. 30 30 days. days? Yes. Man, I, the, the, I think the hardest part for me in that was like booze, no problem. Grains, no problem. It's like, I love cheese. Mm -hmm. Cheese is hard. Dairy. Feta. I love on salads and pizza, right? Like, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm going to do three weeks. I, uh, January. What about mushrooms? Mushrooms. Look at Randy trying to move the show along. So exquisitely. <laughs> mushrooms you can eat, okay? Uh, that during Whole30, but technically during Whole30, you're supposed to be like completely off of everything else. Like including psychedelics? Like perhaps? psychedelics, yeah. Not all drugs are created equal. Psilocybin, for example, when taken thoughtfully, at sub-hallucinogenic levels can sharpen your focus, hone your mental clarity, unleash your creativity, expand your mind, open your heart, and ease your anxiety. Well, you should experiment with those shrooms you got from your brother's uh, sketchy friend. Schedule 35 takes a science-backed approach to microdosing shrooms. We precisely measure out every dose. They age verify every one of their customers. They ship discreetly, and better yet, they give you microdosing regimen that allows you to enjoy the benefits of psilocybin. Without any of the hallucinogenic effects, head over to schedule35.co and use the coupon code SHROOM to enjoy 15% off your first order. So, real quick, I was always kind of, you know, like on the fence about psychedelics, and then I watched the documentary where it helped ease the anxiety of terminal cancer patients. Uh, My dad was one of those. And I wanted to get him on a regimen that would help ease his anxiety in that mm-hmm. front. Unfortunately, we didn't make it in time, but uh, I, it inspired me to try myself. And I felt the benefits of microdosing firsthand because of that sort of uh, uh, introduction to it. So uh, Schedule 35 has been my go-to. They make everything feel safe, secure. They educate you. I think on everything, which I think is really important in this field. Um, and they they kind of 
do make you do it at your own pace. So uh, they've earned my trust, and that's what I'm conveying to you guys. So here's the deal. Get 15% off with code MAIL at Schedule35.co. That's 15% off at Schedule35.co. Use code MAIL. Um, legality real quick to better understand the legality and gray area around psilocybin aka magic mushrooms you'll need to compare it to cannabis's road to legalization at the moment cannabis is legalized in approximately 20 or so states after first being declared decriminalized however on a federal level cannabis is still a schedule one substance so schedule 35 operates from a decriminalized zone and still advises that all sales are up to the customer discretion and advises customers are to be aware of their municipal and state laws. Next one, Sal? Yeah. Hey, Brett and Sally. One more for Brett here. Oh, here I'm in a situation that you're unfortunately very familiar with in that and I'm about to lose my second parent after a battle with cancer. My dad passed away when I was a kid, so I've been able to process that over the years. But with my mom being gone, I'm not exactly sure how I'll be able to deal with it. I have a great group of friends and whatnot, but just wondering if there was anything that helped you get through and navigate this new chapter of life. Mushrooms. No. Just kidding. Well. Um, it's, I'm so sorry, first of all. Yeah. Um, it is a weird unique time in your life that especially when you don't expect you know everybody it comes for everybody at some point mm -hmm. right but you don't expect it uh to be when you're young around our age right mm -hmm. like it's um something that you're supposed to deal with at 60 when your parents are 90 like that's kind of how yeah it, it goes um so i guess the first thing i'll mention is the support system around you is probably the most important thing like with one parent you kind of have the support of the other to lean on and talk through and right uh navigate the f the financial stuff and the paperwork that comes with it like it's usually on that parent to deal with that um and then when they're both gone it's unfortunately kind of on you especially yeah. at an age where you're not really supposed to be dealing with it yet there's no playbook for it mm -hmm. um so the the people around you are really important. And so when when my dad passed, and frankly with my mom, I don't I really haven't given I, I don't think enough public credit, but like Caroline and her family at the time were un, unbelievably instrumental. You just had somebody to lean on, like a new a, a set of um, basically another set of parents to to talk through things with and mm -hmm. ask questions and just like they were. Uh, un unbelievably supportive at the time and i don't think i've i've given them enough credit as as a basically immediate family at the time um and then my group of friends uh my my family were were obviously instrumental and then my like mom and dad's friends so they i, I mean the biggest thing is reach out and you can reach out uh to to yell at the world and just say this is not fair you can reach out with questions on legality stuff There's just everybody's there to, to help and a lot of people ask you know what what can i do for you and you're always like no i'm good like i'm just i'm just gonna do it make it through and the grieving process yada yada but like for me i found that lit like literally asking questions and talking to people and being like hey i could call up sally and just say sally i need to bitch for like um 10 minutes and you'd be like done what do you got i think that's really good advice too because i think a lot of people who are on the other side like from my perspective have a hard time talking to people who are grieving 
Mm-hmm. You know, I think oh, it, totally. it's yeah. like human nature that we don't really know how to comfort someone until they kind of give us guidance. Mm-hmm. And so the more, you know, the onus shouldn't be on the person who's grieving all the time, but right. no one is going to fault you for reaching out to people and saying like, Hey, I'm just having a really shitty day. Like mm-hmm. I'm really sad today or like I'm really pissed off at the world because it's hard to read somebody else's emotions. So the more you can give to other people of like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not trying to like downplay what, what you went through or what this person's going through, but it's very similar to a postpartum situation where mm-hmm. no one knows what you're going through except for you. And yeah. it's can be really isolating and mm-hmm. it's not, you know, I, people are checking in, let me know if I can help, blah, blah, blah. But there no, no one knows what the right thing to say is until you kind of lead them there. Yeah. I, I totally agree. So the more you can be like, I'm, I'm calling you cause I'm just like pissed off yeah. right now. Yep. And that helps the the support staff if you will yeah. kind of lead them in the right direction because everybody reaches out with the with the right heart right it's like right. hey i'm here if you need me let me know what i can do and and you sort of are inundated with that at the time of just like i don't i don't really want you know i don't know what to do i don't have like a a, a desire to talk about stuff and then as you kind of grow into the, the grieving process and you learn a lot like for me it, you know eventually it was Rachel who was such a huge support system for me and then talking about kind of she had never met my parents so she was able to keep them their memory alive sort of learning about them right um as our relationship went on and and so that was uh, another way to to be supported so i guess it's all to say it's sort of your you have your immediate circle that you can try to keep your parents memory alive with um talk about the the good the bad the ugly the the grief um, and then sort of that next circle is the, you know, I, I need help with the legal side of things or, hey, do you know like a, a lawyer that can help me with this insurance policy or something like that? Because yeah. everybody has people they know or can help or, hey, I just need to bitch about something for 10 minutes. Yeah. And then finally, kind of the answer that, you know, I, I think makes the most sense is if you need to just really bitch about stuff, just get a therapist or find somebody that is that whether it's a significant other a licensed therapist um grief sort of never hit me in the way that i thought it would it sort of it comes in waves but for me it was sort of a long goodbye with dad yeah like we were able to kind of grieve mom through that while also grieving while dad was still like there. the potential loss. Yeah, it, yeah exactly and so so it was almost at by by after it, it was sort of just like reconciling and processing um, kind of what's next versus grieving. But if you're if it's grief, you're, there's there's people for that. If it's reconciling and talking about the past and keeping their memory alive, there's people for that. Um, so I would just say build build the circle. And days are hard, and days are easy, yeah. and you know it, it's kind of like waves. It, it Hurts at the beginning, they're big, and then they kind of subside over time. And time is is a really good friend for you. I obviously you and I both are always very pro therapy here, mm-hmm. but I think a licensed therapist or grief counselor can be really helpful in the situation of helping you give yourself some grace. Cause I think the biggest thing when people are losing somebody or have lost somebody is that there's no like there's such a spectrum for grief and it's 
as humans, we watch other people and we're like, well, I'm supposed to be this way. I'm supposed to be sad right now. I'm supposed to be, mm-hmm. now it's been enough time. I need to be happy. And now I need to do this. And it's helpful to have someone who's a objective third party to be like this, everything you feel all the time is normal. And mm-hmm. even if you go into that knowing it, and even if you have your friends or your favorite podcast host telling you that mm-hmm. it's like everything you are feeling is normal. It's nice to have a professional being like, this is where you are now on the spectrum, even if it's, you know, 10 years out or 10 days out is normal yep. and, and work through whatever stage you're in and know that you're not, you know, we all know the five stages of grief, but like, that's, that's again, it's like, it's not step-by-step step and you never go back. You know, it's, you're kind of bouncing around all mm-hmm. of those stages right. and, you, and, and, and you can feel you all at once yeah, at time, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so I think, I think that's really important is to also give yourself grace and know that like every day, whatever you're feeling is completely valid. Yeah. No matter 100%. what the emotion is. Yeah. I just, I kind of go back to, I, I was, I was very lucky to have the circle I, I did at the time yeah. of, of my passing with Caroline and her family and my immediate friends and um and and that's the people you lean on and then you lean on new new families as you as you go forward throughout time. But yeah, yeah it, it lean on your circle more than you think you need to because that will soften the blow yeah. and make things easier. Randy, did you have anything you want to add there? I know you've unfortunately been through no, nah, not really. You guys did Same a good stuff. job. I mean, and just everyone grieves in their own way. Yeah, I go through comedy. It mm-hmm. works. It works for me. So yeah, yeah. I, I make uh, I make jokes, dude. Dead dad duo over here. The, the, the dead, dad 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 jokes. club. Yeah, it's like the worst club to be in. It, but it's you're not both good. Yeah, members. Yeah, yeah. And if you, and if you're uh, and if you're a uh, a person who's not experienced that, and somebody tells like a dead dad joke, just smile and nod. Be like, yeah. Ah, Sorry that I'm not laughing. <laughs> and it's, it's it's fun to watch some yeah, people yeah. squirm. But I think I that's like that's so part of it. It's like it's okay to make people feel uncomfortable as yeah. the outsider. It's okay to be uncomfortable. Yeah, like people absolutely. are uncomfortable talking about death. Yes, and totally. it's people feel like they need to like tiptoe around and say the perfect thing. And I think especially when you've been through it, you're like, mm-hmm. just be real with me. Absolutely. I think you said that one time. It, like you're it, like it, I don't want people being like I'm so sorry. You know, he was such a great presence, and I'm so sorry. You're like I want someone to say to me like this fucking sucks, mm-hmm. and and some people don't know that, so you can just be upfront with people like this is what I need from you. Like yeah. I need you to listen to me, just bitch mm-hmm. about how, how unfair this is. Mm-hmm. You know, amen. Let's do the next one real quick, Sally. Hey, Brett, Sally. Uh, I'm following up on your advice about my crush on the orthopedic sales rep. Uh, asked for her number and invited her to our work Christmas party over text for the next night. Unfortunately, she never responded. Do you have any advice on why she would give me her number but not respond, knowing I'm going to see her at least once a week? Thanks. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, okay. Here's the thing. If you don't, if you want someone to respond to you, you got to do it in person or over the phone. And I know that's scary. Mm, okay. Like. Hundred percent response rate. They don't have like they don't have an option at that point. Correct. It might be awkward. She might have said no. Like you might put her on the spot. Obviously, the text is an easier way to go here, where it's like less of a blow. Mm -hmm. If you text, she doesn't respond. There's always the chance. Oh, she didn't get the text, or her service was bad, or she saw (laughs) it and and she never responded. But the the whole message is typed out. She never pressed send. All of those can go through your mind. 
you got to let it go. Let it go. Be water or let it, let it roll off, whatever, roll off your back. It could have been, hey, you invited her to a work Christmas party. The next night, she could have had something going on. She could have had like, oh, that's a lot. Like, I'm not trying to right. mix work and pleasure like that just Im- immediately. There's a lot of excuses here. Uh, and they don't all mean that she's like, I'm never talking to you again. I think it's just it just probably was a lot at the time, pretty immediate uh, and not saying anything's over, not saying anything's great. It's just kind of like, let this one totally go and continue on the path. And just honestly, I think the uh, the biggest thing with texts like this, especially like almost near, not rejection, but like towards the beginning of a relationship, like maybe you go on a date with somebody and they never call you back or whatever right. it is. There's no, at this point, there's no like mourning the loss of a relationship. You didn't have any. It's totally ego based. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah. oh, okay, now what? Like, I'm a loser. She didn't text me back. Yeah. You got to let that roll off, like you said, and just move on. And like, there's no like, oh, I'm going to like, because you never had any sort of relationship with her. Yeah. You don't have to like have revenge by looking great, whatever. Just act normal. And the just next time like, you hey, see her, don't be like, oh, where's I you texted text you and yeah. you didn't text don't me back. Don't do that. Just be normal and yeah. like, Move on. And she probably won't – if if she purposely didn't text you back, mm-hmm. she probably wants to move on and just, like, be professional at work. So just do that. And yeah. if if there was a reason why she didn't text you back, hopefully she'll tell you, like, when she sees you in person, like, oh, I meant to and yeah, time got away from me. Whatever it is. But no loss really here. Like, a little, a little bruise of the ego because you, like, asked her out and you see her at work. But, like, yeah. at the end of the day – who cares? You know, like you're, we're adults. Let's move on. Right. You oh, had a yeah. crush. Let's just this, blow right past it. This reminds me a lot of a question a couple of weeks ago when a guy said like, I like text this girl and then she got back to me that she wasn't ready to date and like she'd hit me back up in a month. The, with these things that you're going to be asking your question, why people like gave you your number all the time. They don't respond. It's just simple as this. It is what it is. It, it is, is what it is. What it is. is. People, people are nice and cordial, and and if you have any sort of relationship, maybe you're, they're happy to give a number, and it doesn't mean that it's gonna be. It's gonna turn into uh, Sally and Will. It just, it just can be. It is what it is. I think, it is is. especially at these, like it makes more sense to like do a deep dive if you're like three months in and then they ghost you. But like mm-hmm. something like this, you're like, eh, yeah. we just aren't compatible. Didn't work out. Whatever. Yeah. Just move on. And act like everything's normal. What's the over-under on how many times uh, it's mentioned the next time they see each other? Three. Yeah. You know what the over-under on the uh, Raiders-Chargers game is? I have no idea. I don't either, but you can find out at prize picks because that's what you do. You bet more or less. That might be your best transition yet. How about that, Randy? Prize picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the... Uh, easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. I was gonna. I think I made this joke. I didn't know the sharks could play fantasy football. <laughs> so great. Uh, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Want to play alongside of some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill, comedian Andrew Schultz. Well, you now you now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize pitch community each week. And with basketball season here, Sally, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you could do LeBron James and Travis Kelsey 
at a 10.5 combo of three points made and receptions. I take wow. the over there. That's like eight receptions for Kelsey, three threes for LeBron, and you're and you're there. How about that? Uh, big fan of prize picks. Big fan of prize picks. It's like playing their uh, their over under combo games. Yeah, I mean, all the Swifties out there can just all you have to do is follow Travis Kelsey, pop another person in there. Easy. Bada bang, bada boom. Here's the deal. Go to prizepicks.com slash mail and use code mail for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash mail and use code mail for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks is the uh, daily fantasy sports app made easy. Next one, Sal. Is it my turn? Uh, yeah, your turn. I think so. Okay. Hi, Sally and Brett. I'm a 27-year-old living in the Southeast, and I have a bit of a conundrum. Here's the background. One of my best friends from college is getting married next weekend in Wisconsin, and I'm the bridesmaid. I've flown up to visit her a few times and have become acquainted with her fiancé's roommate. Let's call him Steve. Mm -hmm. Nothing serious has ever come out of it. We have each other's contact info, but don't talk or text at all, and I don't miss him when I'm not there. He is handsome and funny, but I'm not now at the point in my life where I don't want to be casual with romantic relationships anymore. To be completely honest, I've never wanted to be casual with anyone, but for some reason when I fly up to Wisconsin, it's like I go into what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas mode. My friend and her fiancé always ask me to move up there, and I joke with them that if they find me a husband, I move, to which they suggest I marry Steve. <laughs> I have usually just laughed it off, but because Steve actually wants to date me, he'd say something or sorry, because if Steve actually wanted to date me, he'd say something right. And regardless, I'm not interested in long distance dating and Steve is not someone I'm interested in actually dating at all. Here's the problem. My friend did not allow me to have a plus one to the wedding, so I won't really know anyone there except for the bride and the groom and Steve. In a conversation we had last time I was up there, Steve said he'd be my date since he is also in the wedding and would not be receiving a plus one. Be, uh, because I was in Vegas mode, I totally agreed. And we moved on in life. Now that I know I don't want to mess around with him again, I am unsure how to avoid his advances without coming off like a total bitch. My close friends have even suggested that I don't drink at the wedding at all, which would be a bummer in order to be as sober minded as possible to avoid slash deny his advances. I feel safe around him and like hanging out with him, but I don't know if I get too close, I might do some things that I will probably regret. Do you have any ideas on how I can keep my composure when I will be in Wisconsin for a total of four days and the whole bridal party is staying in one Airbnb, including Steve? <laughs> Willing to make it weird, so open to any creative suggestions. Okay, so she's hooked up with Steve. Hooked up with Steve. But she's not interested in dating Steve. Apparently. She, but she also is like, if, if I mean, she okay. kind of gives it like, a, well, if I get too close, I might do some things that I'll regret. So does she not want to, or does she saying she doesn't want I to? But kind of like saying she doesn't want to. And here's I'm going to give you permission just have a four day Steve cleanse, or cl excuse me, get it out of your system. I was going to say an F fest, but <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I I didn't want to be really crass. Uh, a four day F fest. Well, I'm trying to cut out cuss words in 2024 so that my son well, doesn't start. Well, it's 2023, so go ahead, let so it fly. So yeah, have a four fly. day fuck fest. <laughs> uh, so that my son doesn't start coughing me and saying the F word. Um, okay. Personally, I'm like, what's the loss here? We're consenting adults. If you are somewhat attracted to him and you have no like, but if you're like, turned off by it and uh, see, this is where i'm like do you feel bad because you're like 
there's no future here and I don't want him to think there's something. Okay. Or do you feel bad because you are a woman and you feel like you shouldn't just have a four day fuck fest okay. because women feel like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, or are you literally like, I want nothing to do with him and right. he's fine. But like, so there's a spectrum here. I need yep. to know where she's at. I need to know. T- I need, I need an honest answer okay. on where she is. In the spectrum. If she is at the end of the spectrum of, Steve is fine, but like the thought of his body over mine repulses me, mm-hmm. then then you should even your drunk mind should know like we're right. We're, then we there's just this. no attraction. Right? And then no is is plenty. No, yeah. The reason I don't think she's there is because she's like, if I get drunk, <laughs> shit's gonna hit who the knows? fan. Who knows? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. To which I say, have a little fun, girlfriend. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. She, it's almost like she's, she like wrote in her journal, I'm not going to be casual with romantic relationships anymore. And she's like, I'm going to stick to that. But there's like, if, but if, the, if, if that's just, me, if that's like just a like four a day, like the Wisconsin wedding is not being in a casual relationship. That's just like, right. Having your like, the, every, like you're, you know, a, a trip friend, but you have one on as, like, who's part of the wedding and y'all yeah. just like act like you're a couple for four days. And then you just like break off to never talk again. It's great. It's right. the best of both worlds. You get the wedding date and like the fun, like we're living in a rom-com situation. And then you're just like, okay, bye. That's what I was going to say. Talk to we you have never. An, we have another rom-com situation. Uh, like personally, I think that's the way to go here. <laughs> I don't just, it's not like she's like, oh, he's handsome and funny. And we've, we've hooked up before. And like, if I get drunk, I don't know. It feels like there's a little she, bit of. Is she worried about like upsetting her friends and or Steve? It doesn't sound like that. It sounds like she's. She made an uh, an internal pact, and she's like, "I'm sticking to it." Okay. Unless I don't. <laughs> Here's the thing: if you're worried about upsetting Steve and or friends, then then there's a no. That's an easy sort of mental well, crutch. Well, but you can also up front say like, "Hey, happy to be your wedding date. Happy to make out yeah. with you on the dance floor. Whatever." DFMO. Just no. I have no intention of moving here, having a relationship with you, anything like that. Right. It- If you want to, I mean, I personally an honest guy and I do not like lying, but you could just tell him, yeah, I'm kind of talking to someone back home. And that was my next, that was my next go to. And and may I, may I volunteer Randall Trimbacki to be your emergency DM friend? Randy, that was my next solution. If you are like, I want to be at the wedding. I don't want to tell him that I don't want to hook up with him. I don't know what to do, but I'm happy to like be around him, be his friend. Make up a lie and be like, hey, I know we've – like, you don't even have to say, like, I know we hooked up in the past. Be like, hey, like, so happy you're here. This is – it's really nice to have someone, like, as my date. Sure. Um, Pretty bums. I wasn't able to bring Brett to this wedding. We've been, like, kind of seeing each other for the past month. Yeah. And make and then it Then pull boom. up Brett's yeah. Instagram and they're going to be like, oh, that tall drink of water. Well, okay. Or you could say Randy. You know? Or you could say Randy. <laughs> they're going to be like, that plant dad. Look, look at that average drink of water. Look at oh, the, look you're at not the an average drink of, water, tall drink of water, Randy. Uh, no. That, that was going to literally, Randy took the words right oh, out yeah, of my mouth. Yeah. That was going to be my lie. Okay. So it, now we have options. But here's vague. the thing this is why I'm going to tell you not to lie. Because then you got to keep up with that. And then your friends going to be like, you didn't tell me you're dating Randy. And oh, then you got to yeah. like, yeah. This yeah. is straight out of a rom-com. This is exactly the type of wedding book that I would read. That like, <laughs> Should we write it, Randy? The trope is like friends to lovers. And mm-hmm. they also – another trope of uh, typical romance novels is 
just one bed. So they're like, oh, we're like wedding dates, but oh my God, there's like only one bed and we have to sleep in the same bed. That's what's going to happen here. And then her and Steve are going to have their four days and then he's going to like come chase after her in the airport. She's going to be like, I'm kind of talking to someone. It's a lie. He's like, okay, I'll sleep on the floor. Don't worry. And And then then he's going to sneak up there. And then she's going to realize her undying love for him and end up moving to Wisconsin. That's how this is going in my rom-com I mean, that's where the rom-com brain goes. And (laughs) you're not wrong. I mean, you're not wrong. But like, she's just like, I don't want to mess around with him again. I told myself I'm not going to mess around with him again. I'm just like, yeah, but like. Okay, then don't. Then then don't. But also, who, who who are you trying to convince? Right. Yourself or Steve? Or Steve. Or you're right. Or if your friends. And if it's Steve, then you have like the no. You're like, no, dude. I'm, Just be honest right. with him. If it's yourself. If it's yourself, then you're. And you're looking for us to be like, you go, girl. Fuck Steve. In like the mean way, not the, <laughs> not not the, the literal way. We're not going to. We're not going to. We, we're not those people. We see right through you, girlfriend. Yeah. Unfortunately, we do. Be be your Vegas self in Wisconsin. She said when I go to Wisconsin, yeah. I turn into Vegas. I, I go into Vegas mode. Do it. Yeah, or don't. And I think yeah, I think it's an easy white lie too, because she said the only people she knows is those three. So she could just be super vague and be like, "Yeah, I'm talking to this guy," sure. and then like not really go into deep of it. Yeah, and it's it's also casual, not like, "Oh, it's serious," but enough that I don't want to hook enough up with that someone. I feel weird about hooking up with someone else. Yeah, yeah. Or they, we gave you options. Or you find somebody else at the wedding. That gets pretty messy. But I mean, you I mean, could do it. Could. Absolutely. If you're not planning on hooking up with Steve, like do you do you, you know, like, yeah. I don't care. And just, yeah. I mean, I'm or just you saying, can be, this sit is, in your room and this be celibate. This is the literal and... prologue to some romance novel that I'm going to read next year. It's like Stacy and Steve the opening, at the wedding, like, it, Wisconsin it, wedding weekend. The cold open is like the morning after hookup. Like morning after they like their first hookup, when he when he invites her to be her date to the wedding, his yeah. date to the wedding, yeah, and they're just like they're like drunkenly like, and then yes. she's like, no, I feel bad, I can't do that. Oh no, I'm I'm thinking she's like like she's in the heat of the moment. She's like, yes, I'll be your like plus one, like see but you then, then. She, yeah, and then like the airport is the next scene. She's just like, oh yeah, what did I do? The, the the one thing I would say is, which I think you have a good hold on this. Don't bring this drama to the the bride about like, oh, I don't want to talk yeah. to her. She has enough to deal with. Just thank you, just Randy. Yeah. Thank you for looking out for all the brides out there. That's hey, this that's is what a fun Randy, one. I honestly didn't does. know how this one was going to go, but I I think I think we had fun with it. I think we did too. Okay. You know what I have fun with. And you could probably use the morning after the wedding. Yeah. Liquid IV. Yeah. Bang, bang. No matter. Use it day of and then use it day after. No matter where or how you're hydrating this season, Liquid IV is the hydration brand refueling your well-being. And their hydration multiplier can keep you going through the end of the year and beyond. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, Liquid IV hydrates twice as fast as water alone. All in a single stick. Uh, Randy's got the the sugar free. I dropped a, I dropped a package off on your desk the mm-hmm. other day. I like the peach, the white peach, white peach sugar free, lemon lime sugar free goes. I, I'm just I'm I, you can have the sugar ones. They're great. But the sugar free also slap. Can I give you a little schedule for this girl's wedding weekend of like how she should use the liquid IV? I thought you were talking about Steve, but okay, okay, or Steve, <laughs> either one of them. You start off with the tangerine immune booster in the morning. It's yep. almost like you're having a mimosa, but you're not, you know? Or you could put it in a mimosa. You could, but you could also just have them separately, like two brunch drinks, okay? Kay. You have that morning of, okay? You you start your day off right. Kay. Then it's 2 p.m. You're getting close to the wedding. You've maybe had a couple glasses of champagne. I hit you with the matcha, the Bang. energy, energy booster. Boost. 
Okay. You get the energy to go through the wedding. Okay. Mm -hmm. You have the wedding. You are a smart adult and you leave two Advil, a water bottle and a grape liquid IV on your bedside table. Wow. Maybe even a white peach sugar free. It's like you, meal prep. Yeah. And you just have that right before you go to bed. Okay. Nice. Then you wake up the next morning. You hit yourself with a sugar free lemon lime. Maybe one more like mid-afternoon, and you have set yourself up for maximum hydration, maximum hydration throughout the weekend. I love it. I think that's well done. Thank you, Sally, for that You're welcome. itinerary. You are you are an itinerary maker. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a real quick anecdote. Uh, I went to Mexico last weekend. Unfortunately, so heard, yeah. unfortunately, somehow, I thought I was careful. You got Giardia? I ended up drinking the water, oh, which yeah. I've been told my rookie mistake was not necessarily the water, but it's the ice cubes. Okay, yeah. I've been I've been ice cubed. So unfortunately, <laughs> the last uh, Monday, Tuesday was, was You're not, dehydrated. I'm very dehydrated. Yeah. yeah. Uh and liquid IV has been a a constant the last couple of days for that reason. You got to get the liquid IV cuz it is cold and flu season people, okay? Oh yeah. And sure when is. you when your throat hurts and you don't want to drink a lot of water, but mm. you need to be hydrated, you got to throw a liquid IV packet in there. Seriously, the immune booster. It's like one of my favorite flavors. Make yourself feel better. What a what an ad read. There, uh, Liquid IV, I hope you like this one because I think we just crushed this. Yeah, we did. Go to liquidiv.com and use code MAILIN at checkout to get 20% off your order. Again, get your Liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code MAILIN at checkout, liquidiv.com. Code mail in, 20% off your order. Uh, Brett and Sally, I am a 25-year-old male and have been living with have been living with my roommate, who's also a 25-year-old male, for four years in a few different apartments dating back to college. Uh, I've been his only roommate ever, aside from living at home. He's planning to move out in the next two months to go live with his long-distance girlfriend, and I will take over the full apartment. I love this guy to death, but I'm terrified for this girl. He's very tidy and a great dude, but just does not know the fundamentals of keeping a household. Some recent examples would include leaving the toilet seat up, putting soap in my cast iron pan, not knowing what belongs in the recycling, uh, dish soap, not detergent in the dishwasher, accidentally leaving the oven on, etc. I'm a pretty easygoing guy, so I don't always correct him. But when I have, I've realized that he just genuinely didn't learn this stuff growing up and his parents took care of most of it. My question for you is, do I have any responsibility to get this guy on track before he moves in full time with his girlfriend? Am I a bad person if I leave all these habits uncorrected for the next person? Let me know how and uh, let me know if and how I should start a cleaning and cooking training camp. That's sweet of this guy. But I, no, this, I, it's is not not, this is not your responsibility, dog. It's, it's, first of all, that is like a rite of passage of like moving in with your significant other is like realizing what the hell they don't know how well, to do. That's, that was my angle. Cause the, the answer to this question is easy is no, it's not your responsibility. It's not your responsibility. He's going to jump in the fire and learn very quickly from somebody who's not as accommodating uh, right. to clean up his shit. Right. Well, he said he's tidy, but that he has things that he does. Right. So my tangent to this question was going to be like, what are your, not beige flag, not red flag, but like your, uh, your your brawny flag, because it's like, what do you do that's annoying in an apartment that you didn't know you do? Uh, 
I think Will would say that I leave cabinet doors open. <laughs> oh my god! I don't do that anymore. But apparently, okay. that was like a thing whenever I really, which I did not realize I did. And Will was like, "You always do it, always." <laughs> uh, okay. And then I, I still do this, but I just like let things soak in the dishwasher. I mean, sorry, in the in the um, in the sink. There's before some I put sort them of in. lie we were told where it's like, "Oh yeah, you don't let that sick." Like, yeah. Yeah. So I just do that instead of like loading it straight into the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Although to be fair, Will does it too now. So like, Ooh. I don't want to hear from him. <laughs> uh, and then he would also say that I do not load a dishwasher correctly. Okay. Which I think is a personal preference, to be honest. Like I know how to load a dishwasher, but like he's, I think he's just anal and he likes it a certain way. Is there correct or is there like more efficient like just i know like for example nice wine glasses you're supposed to hand wash them so there's do you know who brunch with babs is Mm, i don't she is a like 80 year old lady on instagram who what do you do you nothing i just got a text from will (laughs) is he talking shit about me no bring him in will no I mean, he can come in if he wants. I don't care. Uh, she started off on TikTok. She's like a, the America's grandma, but she like does all these. I mean, it started as like a recipe thing, but she okay. also has done these videos that have gone viral. Yes. About like how to properly load your dishwasher and like how to do laundry correctly and like all these like life skills. Yeah. So she did one on about the dishwasher. Okay. We're, uh, if you can't see, we're welcoming in Will DeFreeze. I said, I was honest Husband about of what, Sally DeFreeze. What? We're talking about first time living together moments where you're like, ooh, I, I, we're, we're talking about habits around the apartment, perhaps. I was honest. Were you? <laughs> yeah. I heard you say that you used to let things soak in the sink. I said I, now, let, I, and, I didn't say I, let, I used to. I said I do that and that you also do it. I thought I heard you say from out there and maybe maybe I was muffled by the curtain in the studio that you don't do that anymore. No, I said I did that. What I said I didn't do anymore was that I – leave or I do less is that I leave cabinets and drawers open. Is that true? Um, yeah, I, that doesn't really bother me though. Cause that's an easy fix. But like, I didn't realize I did that until you and I started living together. Yeah, no, you definitely do. The thing that you do the most though, which is difficult because our counters are not the easiest to clean is that when you're making something, you somehow get more food on the counter than anyone I've ever met in my entire Ooh, life. Are you a, are you a, not an efficient mixer, perhaps, or maybe in a pan. That no, it's... the issue is that we make peanut butter and jellies for Fritz, and that I like uh, will set the knife down while I'm like getting the sandwich straight ready. Straight on the See, counter, exactly. You exactly. Yeah, exactly. over the sink. What exactly. are you doing? You got to hover that over the sink because I am protecting the peanut butter and jelly from our dog. Who, if I turn my back, will literally like snatch it straight from the counter. Don't blame Rosie. This is. <laughs> No, it's it's just what you do. Like I've accepted it at this point. It's just that okay. like we're, we are, we don't have dirty counters, but after you do something, I always kind of know like, hey, don't like set a piece of paper down there or okay. something. Don't put like a an envelope down. Do you, you got, know what Will do, does? Do you have a do you have a a, a, a designated box breakdowner in your house? Yeah, freeze. you know it's your boy. Okay. Well, I just yeah, I leave everything in the front room. That's yeah. That's so. I mean, we could talk about that too, but I don't think we need to. Okay. Yeah. I've okay. been better about that lately too. Yeah, but it's Christmas time, you know. You gotta, oh. you gotta hide the presents. You gotta make sure you don't see what box it was and stuff like that. So uh, it's kind of a necessary. This time. is Will's brawny flag. Okay, what's Will, Will's brawny flag? <laughs> Will uh, sleeps in 
like the same three pairs of boxers that he rotates. He has and, a sleeping boxers. Yeah, obviously. He just folds them up and like leaves them on our counter <laughs> for like people to find. Like he like in like, the bathroom. Like the kitchen counter? Yeah. <laughs> no, he left some on the kitchen counter recently. I was like, what are you doing? Like we were like leaving for the day. I'm like, our nanny is going to see these. They're just like sitting on our kitchen counter. He's, okay. He just okay, leaves I, the sleeping boxers folded up everywhere. Like on our, on our dresser, on his bedside table. I'm like, can you, if you're going to wear them again, that's fine. But like put them. So you, you're the solution would be putting them just back in the, in the drawer or until like tonight. somewhere else. That's like more accessible, like a little like accessible, but not out in the open okay. for our guests to find or that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Hang them on the side of the hamper. Here's the thing: we don't have like any we don't have any clothes hooks like in like around. That our... is untrue. We have so many clothing hooks in our closet that you have completely commandeered for all of your different work shirts and jackets and pants that you just hang stuff on. And <laughs> so, so to answer this guy's question, she'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, the, the thing. Two of them that, will this is a rite of passage of moving in with somebody. Right, you get your brawny flags have, out of the way. We have been Why together. Why is it called a brownie flag? We're like, the, because like of the, the brownie, the brownie man. Towel. Yeah. It's like, what do you do? Something around the apartment? Uh, I'm a bounty guy. Bounty. We also are bounty people. Uh, We, how long have we lived together? Probably since 2018. Well, hold on. Did we get new, more saps? No, your boy went to the gas station and picked this up. But it is, it is good to see that the uh, saps boys are getting stocked at the shell station down the street. But anyways, five years then? So we've lived together for five years? Sure. Yeah. Something like that. And like still doing stuff that annoys the other person. Like that's just part of. That's part of living together. But I think yeah. being a 25 year old male, it, you have to have somebody who like forces you to grow up like that. Of uh, course. Yeah. Not to like shit on my little brother, but my little brother literally did not do any of his own laundry till he moved to Houston to, for law school. And uh, yeah. because my mom did it all of college. He's uh, like all the four of us, like all the four girls all knew how to do our own laundry, like make our own lunch, et cetera. Harry was not that kid. He, my mom babied him. Shouts to Jules. But literally when he (laughs) moved to Houston, my mom called me and was like, you have to go over and teach him how to do laundry. Mm. And Harry, between like a YouTube and my tutorial, like we taught him how to do laundry. Yeah. I've been doing my own laundry for a very long time and I'm very proud of that. Yeah. I'm just saying... I I don't remember even when I started doing my own laundry. But I'm saying like there are things that males especially, especially if you had sisters where like your sister probably knew how to do shit like from the age of like eight on and Mm -hmm. like something about mothers and sons, they just baby the shit out of them. I will probably do it to Fritz and Charlie, but like there's like random tasks that they just do not know how to do. Yeah. I, I, when I, when it's on the laundry front, I, I do, I'm, I do, I've lived by myself for a, a long time at this point. I'm not good at it. Like my clothes don't come out n- nice. I know what to hang. I, I when they hang, they're wrinkly. I just I'm not good at laundry. I don't know if that's the device I'm using. If it's if it's not you know, up to snuff. Probably the settings you're using. I'm just doing normal and just kind of like. I know, but like there's specific clothes have to have like be washed in certain. Usually cold water is kind of uh, yeah. Hurt. I kind of just I'm just I'm cold. But it normal. like has to do with like your spin speed and like how you're drying things and like the temperature you're drying things on. I didn't realize till like literally like last month how important spin speed is. Yeah, it really changes the dynamic. Can you change of stuff. like yeah, are I you mean, a guy who takes his pants out of the dryer and they are just completely wrinkled and like yes. at the bottom? See, you might have too much spin speed going on. Really, and and when you take your pants from the washer to the dryer, you should always instead of just like fully transferring them over, like 
get them out and like kind of like straighten them out and then oh, put them well, in those. There are some that pants that asking, there are some so pants that I have that just will not not do that though. I also yeah. I need to be better at folding after they are dry because I think that makes a big difference. That's a big that's a big issue in our household. On oh, my front is that okay. I put stuff in the dryer <laughs> and then I just let it sit there until Will's like, we have to do laundry. And I'm like, damn it. This no. like, these clothes have been here for like five days. Yeah, I'm uh, like, I, I'm like, I've been waiting for the, the, the laundry situation to get cleared for like a week now. And there's just been stuff sitting it's there. like the Panama Canal. Will can't get his, his yep. thing going because yep. it clogged up. Suez. Suez Canal. Uh, also the Panama. I mean, I mean yeah. any canal, really. You, if I if I folded your laundry, would you actually like that? Yeah, I would love that. I don't think you would. I think Ooh. you're too particular. Folding, no. The way that you correct me when I'm folding like Fritz's laundry and stuff, you're so particular about what, it. But do, do, does Fritz need a fold? Can he he kind of just like that's right? how I feel, Brett. I'm okay. I'm just like whatever. If someone folded my laundry, that's like the that is the chore to me that I hate the most. Acts mm. of service, Will. Is that your love language? All right. Will came in here to dunk on me, and I just want to say, like, I owned up to all my shit. You're no, barely got, owning up to everybody's it. Everybody's You kind of did. You did blame Rosie at one point. <laughs> For the potential For peanut of butter on the counter. <laughs> <laughs> we all have brownie flags. I think What's mine, yours? I think mine, I know, I know what mine would be, is uh, I have a, a bathroom trash can, uh -huh. and it's just a popular, like, blow your nose, uh -huh. you know, like, ear pieces, and I, I let that get pretty high. Just because it's like it's not there's nothing well, gross and, and you don't have like a dog, dog trying to it's eat you. it. It's my it's yeah. me, and and if I lived with somebody, I, that would be a, a difficult habit to break. Yeah, uh, I, I'm sure I have more. I mean, and also I live by myself, so like if I have a plate in there for two days in the dish, like in the in the sink, yeah, um, I'm responsible for it. Right. Um, I don't keep a well stocked fridge. I rely heavily on meal kits. Carve. Carve. There's, yeah. I'm sure I have, but they're all, I, I live by myself. So they're kind of like, yeah, that's just it, to answer this guy's question after like 10 minutes. Uh, no, it's not your responsibility. He will, he will make those adjustments when he moves in with his girlfriend. That's yeah. the cross that we girlfriends bear, you know, like you just got to make a man grow up. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta be like a little bit of mom, but like a little bit of stern mom. Like. I never realized the amount of hair that would be, and Will could say the oh, same thing gonna, about well, me. Hold on a second, that's isn't that that's your thing? Is that I shed a lot of hair? Yeah, no, just I mean you as in the female yeah. plural. But like the amount of hair that's all over our sink when Will shaves, like no, incorrect, <laughs> incorrect, egregious. Yeah, it's it's the guy's facial hair and the girl's like long hair. Yeah, exactly. I'm not considering how much facial hair I have. It's really not that bad. What is your what is your just so you shave in the sink? Yeah. And then swish it down, and that's kind of the. Yeah. But there's always like just like whiskers around. There's whisk. I mean, of look fruit. at me. Look at me. Okay, like clean them up. You married better. a lumberjack. The brawny man. Lumberjack. Mm -hmm. You married the brawny man. He's yeah. A, his brawny flag is he is the brawny man. <laughs> okay. Thanks for hopping on with us, Will. Yes. I, like Great he to was be here. way too excited to do that. He like came sprinting in like. <laughs> Any chance to talk on me? Any chance to have Will on? We're going to take that's Will DeFreeze of Circling Back, Sunday Scaries, and Retail Therapy. Known as my husband. And Sally's husband. Of Sally's husband fame. That's going to do it for us today. Uh, Sally, anything before we bounce out of here? No, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's all. Um, we'll do something next week. I will be in New York for the majority of the week, but I think I might be doing a guest now. In New York. Oh, yes. fine. 
TBD. I got to talk to Randy about the remote setup if we still have that capability. Okay. But if so, we'll have a thing. What if I just totally vetoed that and I was like, no, you're not allowed to do that. You're just you're just jealous. You're like, no, I'm jealous. Like you have to run every guest by me. Can't cheat on you with a guest in New York. No, you absolutely can. That's fine. Um, we'll we'll do something. We'll put something out. Whether I record something with Randy on Tuesday or if Sally's around Tuesday, we'll we'll have something out next week for the holidays. You'll get some questions answered. And if you send us Christmas ones, then we're most likely to do it. Yeah, more likely to do it before Christmassy. You leave. The more Christmassy, the better. How about that? Give us all of your holiday questions. Beautiful. That'll do it for the mail-in. Please subscribe, rate five stars, review, and tell a friend about the show. Write it in at the Twitter bio, at Mail-In Podcast. Sally, where can the people find you? Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter. I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman on both those platforms, and we'll see you guys. I, we'll, see, we'll do something next week, I promise. Okay, bye.